Hey, Clancy. Yes, Josh. Right now in all of, you know, all of this, I find myself wanting to do more, to find ways to give back. Well, that can be easy by opening a web browser with Tab for a Cause. You know what? You're right. Tab for a Cause is a browser extension that lets you raise money for charity while doing your thing online. For me, that thing is looking for Animal Crossing design inspiration. And for me, that's watching cat videos as self-care. Well, sure. Once installed, you'll see a beautiful photo and a small ad whenever you open a new browser tab. Viewing those ads generates money, part of which goes towards a charity of your choice. Make donations to charities like Water.org, Save the Children, Human Rights Watch, and more. Join the Nonplus team by signing up at tabforacause.org slash nonplussed. Again, that's tabforacause.org slash nonplussed. I threw my keys into a pot filled up with molten lead. I threw a cactus at a blimp. I don't care. I love it. Jesus. I don't care. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Nonplussed Gay Romp through the Disney Plus Vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my husband Josh. And we are Nonplussed, a member of the Mischief Media Network. And before we jump into the show, speaking of the Mischief Media Network, uh, give it a listen. Search it up in your podcast app of choice. Yeah. And you can find shows like uh, Wizard uh magic people themed dungeons and dragons over at roll nine and three quarters yep um i mean it's harry potter themed but you know harry potter is a bit of a touchy subject right now um you've we've also got robin over at healthy geek academy keeping us both geeky and healthy yes y'all's and um extraneous supernatural is coming back because they finally announced that they're doing the last uh half of the final season that's right so takia and leah are going to be finishing that one up all that and more at mischief media uh, like I said, search us on your podcast app of choice or um, just go to mischiefmedia.com and uh, check out what all is over there that we have on offer. Now, we got that out of the way. We're not going to have to announce any new Disney Plus releases until next month. That's true. So, what movie are we talking about today, Clance Man? Well, today we are going to be discussing Disney's 1973 classic, robin hood yes and here in just a sec we're gonna have a special guest join us to talk about the movie itself yes i'm very excited but to get us kicked off this is of course based on the english folklore legend of robin hood yeah um not even the most notable robin hood that disney has made or produced correct they did an older one that got you know it's kind of a classic where you've got prince of thieves that happened in mm-hmm. the 90s also in the 90s robin hood men in tights Yep. Folks are familiar with Robin Hood. There was a Bugs Bunny Robin Hood cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he this is this is cultural uh bedrock at this yeah, point. The concept sure. of Robin of Loxley and his merry men. Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, w- with his I, I mean, he's a big bear of a friend, little John. That's yeah. that's the joke of the that name. That's the joke. Anyway, so yeah, English folklore legend. And what's interesting is um in the research, it's Walt Disney originally wanted to 
do Ray, like Reno the Fox, some old French like folklore tale. Yeah. Did you, did you find this? I did. I, I looked at a little bit on Wikipedia and was like, they're yeah, they, they, it's, it's kind of like comparing the lion King to Kimba. Like there's parallels a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, if, if that's the lore, then sure. That's what happened. Then they just slapped Robin hood on top of it. Sure. Reuse some animations. We're probably going to talk about that a little bit. Yep. Um, and got us this sort of like cult classic. Um, it was produced by Walt Disney pictures, um, distributed by Buena Vista. So we get the big, you know, two color Buena Vista. Yeah. Um, rad. I mean, it's, it's a staple of films that Disney did from like the sixties yeah. onward. And it's with those blaring trumpets up at the top. So who directed this one, Josh? It's produced and directed by Wolfgang Reitherman. Oh, neat. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce that. <laughs> I love it. Hey. I think that's the way. Yeah, I would just go with it. I uh, mean, I do have a little German in me. This I have is, a lot of German in me. I sometimes have a lot of German in me. Oh, Lord. Uh, who the, did the uh, screenplay <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, Larry Clemens, uh, Ken Anderson, Vance Gary, Frank Thomas, Eric Cleworth, Julius Sen. Oh, whoa. Uh, Svensden. Julius Svensden. Uh-huh. David Michener. Michener, Michener, Meichner, Meichner. I don't know. David Meichner. Take that, your, take yeah. your pick. He's pro- probably long past rip. Probably. I'm pretty sure everyone that we're going to talk everyone about is dead. Bl- I mean, re- rest, uh, legends all there. One of the really funny things about this cast is it's a who's who of like actors from TV and, uh, like mini series and yeah. movie Westerns. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bunch of Westerns actors in this movie. <laughs> um, so it's, it's all of a, uh, of a very specific zeitgeist. Um, and then of course, music by our uh, George Bruns, like he did orchestration, but Roger Miller who voices Alan Dale did all of like, he wrote the music for oh, the movie. Rad. Yeah. 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 Okay. He, Cause he was, he's a Nashville um, songwriter known for his honky tonk influenced novelty songs like King of the road. Um, again, that's Alan Dale. He's the rooster. He's the, you know, he's a bard. Yeah. Um, and then we've also got Peter Ustinoff as Prince John and King Richard. I didn't realize it was the same voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. You know, I mean, it's what's well, I mean, that's what Peter Ustinov sounds like when he's not camping it up a bit because Prince John is a little queer coded. He's not the most queer coded Disney villain. No, there are, you know, and this is queer coding is where it's, it's all about the Hazak with cellular closet, sure. all of this, like the history of homosexuality in yep, cinema yep, yep. stuff that we could do a whole other podcast series about. Um, like if, if anything gay had to be associated with bad or evil or villainous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this could also be just as much a comment on the foppishness of the aristocracy. Sure. Um, to wit, uh, not the most queer coded villain compared to say animated Jafar for sure. Or, or Ursula who is literally based on a drag queen. <laughs> yes i mean uh so peter was also in spartacus uh he was also in death of the nile he was uh hercule poirot in death on the death on the nile film oh that's so the character okay, that um, yeah. kenneth Branagh did in mm-hmm. orient express yes yep. uh he was also in logan's run he's yeah he's the old man yeah he's been around for fucking ever forever <laughs> Jeez. terry thomas was sir hiss not actually the same voice as um ka i don't think um but he had a big career at the st- literally at the start of the 20th century 
Um, but I know him most from laughing because Patrick and I were like watching all of laughing not long ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't know laughing existed until I was at Patrick's watching it. And I was just like, this is delightful. It, it's just, and it's again, uh, it's very zeitgeisty because like it was big at the time. Like laughing was a, a thing that's yeah. sort of like a cultural zeitgeist for that. Well, I, I bet Roger Miller was probably on. I don't know. I didn't do the research yeah. anyway. Um, Brian Bedford as Robin hood. He had a solid career in the seventies and eighties. But um, uh, with a bunch of stuff that I'd never seen. Englishman, pleasant guy. Uh, his last credited role was on the uh, Adult Swim show, Black Jesus. Oh my god! <laughs> who? I wonder who he was. I, I don't know. I just saw it right there at the top of the IMDb page. That's and, amazing. And, oh, and we Good should probably we should probably mention um, credits today include Wikipedia, of course, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes. We use the Disney Wikia, the like this yep. Disney fandom Wikia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually been really good and useful. And have, that's where we got our the bulk of our synopsis from. Yeah. Like it's just it's super clear cut. We also we also and this is just one thing. If you ever need to get what the scenes are on like uh, a movie, mm. um, Barnes and Noble actually has like one of the best. They do full track listings. Yeah, it's it's a it's a they give you the full scenes, everything broken down. It's really it's really. Remember neat. when you could put physical media into a reader and you could like select points on the physical media to start your film from? Sure. Yes. It's wild, man. It is. <laughs> anyway, Jesus. Monica Evans as Maid Marion, she um was again, this is this movie is so this would have been like the equivalent, I think, of at the time, kind of um, almost like Inside Out. Like we knew all the voice actors and they are all in like really yeah. culturally significant things. Mm-hmm. Similar situation with this film because Monica Evans um, was famously one of the English sisters in The Odd Couple, the Neil Simon okay. movie that then yeah. became a TV show where everybody reprised their roles with Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau mm-hmm. and also Carol Shelley, who we'll get to in a minute. Um, but she was also Abigail the goose in Aristocats and Aristocats is my favorite Disney movie. Yes. Yes. That's that. And I mean, not the same crossover. Well, I mean, or not the only crossover we'll get there, but yeah, she was Cecily in the odd couple. Uh, we have Phil Harris. He plays little John. Yes. Uh, he was the band leader of the forties longstanding spot on Jack Benny's radio show. Yeah. He had like one of the the comedian spots. Yeah. Come in and be like, Hey, Jackie. But he was also Baloo from the jungle book, which I mean, and, uh, Oh, and he was also a Mally in the Aristocats. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the Baloo portion i mean it's it's kind of the it's same one character. to one yeah it's literally it one to one and again um, like and we're gonna get into it later when we talk about the the big party scene yeah so many like oh like recycled animation there's whole, we'll link some of the youtube videos yeah, i mean they had references and it doesn't probably didn't make much sense to like redo references no you have that shit. of course not yeah, yeah for sure that, that's being budget conscious yeah uh, we also had andy divine or Devine as friar tuck lots of westerns in the 60s Adele Dazim. Yes. Andy Devine as Adele Dazim. Um, he, but this is, we're going to, now we get into this pattern of all of these people being cowboys. Yes. He was in a lot of Westerns in the sixties. Um, was oh, all, he played Freyer Tuck. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was on flipper for a while, but oh he God. was the sheriff in it's a mad, 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 mad world, which is the basis for rat race. Another favorite movie. Yeah. of yours. That one's a fun one. And oh. then of course, earlier when we mentioned, um, Cecily, Carol Shelley uh, was uh, the other sister in the odd couple whose name I didn't mention for some reason. Um, and she was aunt Clara in the movie bewitched the, the one with uh, Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell. Yep. 
which is, I felt I had this thing about both bewitched and the Stepford wives where I was like really looking forward to these reboots and they both took really weird left turns. Mm -hmm. And I got really as a, as a homosexual, I was, (laughs) I felt like I was let down by Hollywood for the first time ever. Yeah. Um, And Carol plays lady cluck. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) He he is. He is excited. I just, I love Carol Shelley. Um, I know she's wonderful. But like, that's why her and Maid Marian have that. Like, that's why they sound so good together because they did those roles in the odd couple and the like, like their buds or whatever. Yep. Yep. And she was the original Madame Morrible in wicked on Broadway. Oh shit. Yes. That's cool. Yes. Who do we got next? Pat Buttram was the sheriff of Nottingham. Another family friendly cowboy. Um, your parents definitely know who Pat Buttram is. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, is with as much uh, cowboy movies as your mom watched. My mom, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know so much my dad. I mean, yeah. maybe. But again, it's Disney, though. It's, anyway, yeah. um, he got his start on the Gene Autry show for for crime for crime in Atlee. Uh, yeah. in the 50s and then he was mr haney on green acres he was chief in the rescuers he was on oh, love shit. american yeah, style yeah. he was on the love boat and he voiced one of the bullets in who friend roger rabbit <laughs> that's fun oh and also he was in back to the future three so like he's literally he played a cowboy for most of his life as did george Lindsay, who voiced trigger yeah he was on hee-haw also love american style also in the rescuers also on Gunsmoke, and on andy griffith <laughs> Uh, and then lastly, we have uh, Ken Curtis. He as uh, he plays Nutsy. Yes, and these two are the 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 vultures, the goofy guard mm-hmm. vultures. And uh, he was in Have a Gun, Will Travel, Gunsmoke, Black Beauty, and The Yellow Rose. Yes, and I'm I've never heard of The Yellow Rose. I'm curious because it's it if it's a reference to the historical Yellow Rose, then that's the um that's the sex worker that the Texas army sent into Santa Ana's camp when they were trying to reclaim Texas for themselves from Mexico. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. If I, I remember my Texas history co- correctly, yeah. the, the, the Texas, uh, the Texas army after being defeated at the Alamo, uh, found a sex worker who was called the yellow rose. And, uh, she seduced general Santa Ana and the, um, Texans attacked. <laughs> Jesus. I, this could be wrong. I could be misremembering or it could be the whitewashed version that I'm remembering because again, I did go to school here. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, do you want to get into this movie? I do. But first let's introduce our guest. She's a friend. She's a former uh, D and D player with us. Um, And I mean, also she's a senior producer from CNET and probably your favorite Splatoon shoutcaster. It's Ashley Esqueda. Hello, Ashley. Welcome. I have been sitting here in silence for just dozens of minutes <laughs> and <laughs> listening to the, to the joy, the, the absolute majesty of the two of you. I'm just in awe. I'm Dulcet in awe. Tones. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. We've been talking about this for a while um, because yes. we, you know, we're we're all friends and we're all big Disney fans. We know this about each other. Um, and uh, since you started this podcast, yes. I was, I literally <laughs> texted you and was like, I need yes. to be a guest. And then the very first episode you did was the movie. I want to do. You did bed knobs and broomsticks. And I was like, oh, no, I know we can always revisit. We don't have rules. Yeah. There's no rules. We'll here. just have to That's make fair. a, make it a, make it an event. Well, Traguna, McCoides, Tricorum, Satis, D all yeah. the way back. We'll go back in time. Let's go. But, we're talking about Robin Hood. We are. And we're talking about Disney's animated 
Robin Hood. Yes. This is one I had on VHS as a kid that was definitely recorded from like a Disney Sunday on ABC. The Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah, we taped it, I'm sure, on a on a VHS. I when I was a kid, we'll talk about it more later, but like, man, when I was a kid, I would watch that movie and I wanted a ring with a firefly as the stone in the center forever and ever. I still do to this day. <laughs> I'm a grown woman and I still want it. But before we get too much further, uh, introduce yourself. <laughs> we oh, just yeah. Hey, right into it. Tell us um, who, who you are and what you're doing for our folks who don't know. You know, I'm just a woman about the internet. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> that's pretty much it's accurate. It. That's uh, accurate. It is accurate. Um, I am a senior producer over at CNET. So if mm-hmm. you like technology, you've pro- you may have seen me on places such as YouTube. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I also um, I have also been known to cast a Splatoon here and there. With, yes, uh, that's Nintendo right. Fights. That's rad. So it's really fun. And I like I just love that game so much. Um, it's just so delightful. And yeah, I'm, I'm a big Disney kid. Um, when my mom is a massive Disney fan. Yeah. Um, and so she just immediately as soon as all of those videos started coming on VHS, like we had the full on like big plastic case. Oh, yeah. The clamshell. Yes. Oh, yeah. We had yes. those clamshell VHSs. I can still see them like in a bookshelf. They were just, it was a full bookshelf of them. Oh, so yeah. we we had them. Uh, my mom, uh, there were three of us. And mm-hmm. in the 90s, when you live 45 minutes away from Disneyland, that is the cheapest way to entertain a child. So uh, <laughs> instead of buying us literally anything any other time of the year, that was what we did every weekend. We had annual passes. We went to Disneyland every weekend. Uh, we basically lived at Disneyland on the weekends uh, when we weren't in school. So, it, I mean, dream. I and I still to this day, I love Disneyland so much. I haven't been there since I was uh, I was nine and a half months pregnant with my oh, yeah. uh, son. And I was in okay, I got I got the lottery for um, Galaxy's Edge. And I was like, I will go ah, and ah, have ah, a child ah, in the Millennium Falcon. If that's what Man, I'm going got that. The headline, though. That like you would have been a social media sensation. Woman gives birth on the Millennium Falcon. But I also would have been, I think, legally required to name him Han Solo, which I was not prepared to do. (laughs) So I, yeah, I had to hold him in. I held him in there. (laughs) (laughs) Said, stay in there. All those signs that are there, like warning against pregnant women, were for you that day, specifically for you, Jimmy's yelling. I don't think it's a health issue. I'm trying. Yeah, I think Disney actually just like discourages pregnant women from riding rides, not as a health issue, but to keep you from going into labor and getting that super special ticket or whatever that big. I love that urban legend. It's one of my favorites. There's been a heap of legends and tall tales about Robin Hood. All different, too. Well, we folks of the animal kingdom have our own version. It's the story of what really happened in Sherwood Forest. But yeah, so let, I mean, let's kick it off right there at the top. We're, we're going to start with the synopsis. Alan Adale introduces the story of Robin Hood and Little John, two outlaws living in Sherwood Forest, where they rob from the rich and give to the poor townsfolk of Nottingham, despite the efforts of the sheriff of Nottingham to stop them. Meanwhile, Prince John and his assistant, Sir Hiss, arrive in Nottingham on a tour of the kingdom. Knowing the royal coach is laden with riches, Robin and Little John uh, rob Prince John by disguising themselves as fortune tellers. 
So like we're off. And as a child, the part where Alan and Dale at the very beginning is like staring you down, breaking the fourth wall. That moment used to terrify me because that's a really <laughs> well-drawn chicken. And he looked very serious. Yeah. I was going to say, do you have a phobia of roosters? <laughs> Not really. It's really mean, scary to you. Maybe this is latent because I definitely have sort of like vague memories of being chased by roosters as a kid. I, I mean, say, we grew I up in like Texas. I feel like maybe there's mm. some baggage there. But I, there was, it was about like, I don't know, being directly addressed and st- like having my eyes stared mm, into. And yeah. I think it's because like the whites of his eyes are actually like pink. I'm just like, oh, this bird's terrifying. <laughs> he stared right into your soul, Josh. And right into my soul. Who you were. So I really find it funny that like the, the credits of this are really great. Like yeah. I, I like, I always like the way that the credits are always so front loaded on these, on these old Disney movies. Yeah. Um, The other part of it was, is you had to read before anybody started talking to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I'm like, why am this is just not done in movies anymore. <laughs> they don't expect uh-uh. you to read. Wait, it's there for a kid's movie. Yeah, well, yeah. There were a few like I, sleeping beauty started like this. Yeah. The many uh-huh. adventures of Winnie the Pooh started like this, where it's like a, a story animated book. story page. Yeah, like a, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But none of it is narrated. No, you do have to no. read it if you want to know what's going on. Right. And then it just fades. And suddenly he's singing about little John Robin and right. running through the forest doing this and that and that and this. And I made a note that it was real cute that they just kind of glossed over the concept of the crusades as the crazy crusade. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. yes, that's- <laughs> oh, yeah. Those that's, wacky crusades. That's one way to talk about uh, religious genocide. <laughs> That's Basically, it. that's yeah, what King yeah, Richard yeah. was spit out my doing water just right now. I almost spit out my water. <laughs> that's that. what the Crusades cool. was. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I love how they just yeah, they treat it like it's just like kooky little like side like a like eat pray love like ooh, those crazy Crusades. <laughs> <This> crazy Crusade. <laughs> so yeah, the crazy Crusades. Um, and this is the uh, the point where you know they're doing a lot of little John Sir his stuff. Sir his is furry. He's got fuzz the way he's animated. And it's yeah. one of those things that I never noticed until we were watching it on like a giant 4K TV. Because this looks gorgeous in uh, oh, is yeah. it an HD or is it 4K 1080p? It, no, they, oh, they, they actually update. It's it's updated to 4K HDR. Like it's it's it's, pretty gor- it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's really pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say that, that some of the animation looks a little bit um, rough. Like when you look at like it's. It's a little like you said, like fuzzy, like almost mm-hmm. like there's some. The, the upscaling, like the way that they did that, um, maybe it's not upscaling, but the way that they did the 4K yeah. uh, version of it is it's really stunning. You guys uh-huh. are not wrong. But I, I definitely I was like looking at it. I'm like, God, I don't remember the animation looking so unpolished. I can't remember. And I didn't make the note, but there was a time on like little John's face where I saw the sort of vertical line, not yeah. like the, the um, what is that called? When the wireframe line. Yeah. yeah when, when you're the sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Sketching. Yeah. So like the um, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Um, but it was like just a half a second. I was like, oh, was that a wrinkle or was it? And I think, yeah, now that you mentioned it, it was probably that that sort of like the yeah. the. I feel like that when they went back and they rescanned it, that they really focused on like trying to pull what it. What the original frame looked like. And so mm. there are the imperfections of the lines like you can really see like on the outside of. um uh, what, what's her name? Cluck. Um, lady Cluck. Lady Cluck. Lady you can Cluck. see on the outside of her, like the, the line is almost pencil. Like you yeah. can see yeah. the jaggedness. Like on you see it. the weight of it. Right. Yeah, and skip, I skip is like that too. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's really, I, I kind of like that because it's, it's, it's essentially presenting it to you 
in what it would have been like seeing that in the theater at the, mm. when it came out. It feels like in terms of animation, it's quote more organic. Yeah. Because like sure. it's, yeah. it's, it's huge. Like that, that a human hand did that. It's Correct. artisanal. Yes. It's a, uh, it's bespoke. It's <laughs> bespoke animation. Bespoke animation. Sashay away. Um, and then uh, Little John and Robin Hood have a quick drag mini challenge. Yes. Uh, yep. <laughs> as the, as the Royal coach approaches. And um, Yes. Uh, so like they're chased through the woods. They're relaxing after being chased. The Royal coach is coming up and then yeah, they, there's a time when they like swing up into the tree and Robin hoods, like the one that's pulling, um, Baloo, not Baloo, um, <laughs> little John, little John. Oh, it's uh, Baloo. I put a, I have Baloo with a bunch of question marks after it. I'm like, yeah. it's the same voice actor. Yes. It's the but, same animation too, which is wild. Yeah. Yes. I pointed that out to him in the dance scene and he was like, yeah. wait, what? And yeah, no, it a hundred percent is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He pulls him up into that tree and it's like, how does that even work? That fox would have split in that two. poor fox's arms. <laughs> I mean, they just got the perfect momentum, but they get into quick drag as fortune tellers. And I will say this for 1973 Disney, not using the G word, like not using the Romani, the, the slur of Romani people for this scene. Imp- like it stood out to me that they didn't. I was like, Oh, yeah. like I was fortune bracing myself. I thought for a minute like, that oh. it was, I okay. thought for a second that's what they what they were called. I well, they're no, they only refer to themselves as fortune tellers. Right, 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 right. Fortune tellers, fortunes forecast, lucky charms. Get the dope with your horoscope. Fortune tellers, how droll! Uh, stop the coach. They may be bandits. Oh, Bobbycock. Female bandits? What next? Rabbit. <laughs> I will say this. I don't know about you guys, but I keep at all times at least one wig in my shirt. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> I just happen to have wigs. They're like, mean, we got wigs, we got eyeshadow. Like, they were just right there. <laughs> the closet we started this podcast in uh, is lined with um, my wigs. So, yes, same, truly. Um, but they really do bust out that quick drag while running. Yeah. Again, like this movie just slaps guys. Like it's it, just so good from start to finish. There's never a moment where I'm like, yeah, I'm bored now. Like it's just so same. good. And even like I was watching for queer coding in Prince John and there's a little bit of it there, but I, I think the structure of the entire film balances it out a bit because again, the heroes start in drag. Yeah. <laughs> so as a child for me, I was just like, Oh, Tell me more. Tell me more about putting on a wig and pre- Josh, they're taking pre- notes. pretending that you're ladies. Okay. Please. I feel like this movie really kind of kickstarted a lot of queer children's uh, uh, imaginations. Also, furry yeah. children's furry imagi- community imagination. I mean, it, there's like a lot. There's just a lot going on in this movie, and mm-hmm. it's just it's all it's all so delightful and comforting. At this, like, there's there's a comfort in the. Ah, yes. I did used to find this fox sexy, and that's that's yeah, A-OK. I still find that fox sexy. I heard yeah. his voice, and I'm like, God, that guy's got a great voice. Like, uh, wow. Melted a little bit, yeah. He really does. He truly... He laid it on thick for this movie, and I, I am into it. <laughs> and there's a point where Robin Hood is talking to Little John, and... Sort of borrow a bit from those who can afford it. Borrow? <laughs> Boy, are we in debt. Boy, are we in debt. (laughs) You know, in that conversation, he also mentions like there, I wrote this down because I was like, I 
what? He says, there's a law against robbing royalty. And I'm like, is, say, no. is there not a law against robbing anyone, anyone else? else? <laughs> just to get, just royalty. Just royalty. Just royalty. I love the way Prince John giggles when Hiss is in his ear. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the tongue's just. Oh, I was really feeling for Sir Hiss this entire movie. Like oh, as yeah. an adult, I'm like, man. Yeah. I, I see myself more in Sir Hiss than in any other character in this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Just like, oh. So relatable. You feeling sad on? Yeah. I feel, oh, yes. And not in, <laughs> not in that sexy kind of way. As we're getting rid of them uh, or getting done with them fleecing Prince John, I as a child, I used to think that little John was unscrewing the hubcaps with his butt. Like yes. I didn't. No, that's what he's like, doing. Yeah, just clench. <laughs> like clenching and clench and wiggle. <laughs> the embarrassed Prince John then puts a bounty on their heads and makes the sheriff his personal tax collector who takes pleasure in collecting funds from the townsfolk including hidden money from the crippled blacksmith Otto and a single farthing from a young rabbit, Skippy, who had just received it as a birthday present. However, Robin Hood, disguised as a beggar, sneaks in and gives back some money to the family as well as his hat and bow to Skippy in honor of his birthday. Why did Otto think that this open-ended cast was a good place to hide those coins anyway? Just fucking throw it into the hot metal oven that you have melt it down and just sell your gold coin like there you what go. are you doing do literally yeah. anything aside from you shake literally it in front have of the like sh- a kiln like throw <laughs> you, you metal worker just throw all your gold coins in there melt them down and be like sorry bro you're gonna have to like put your hands in this molten gold <laughs> farthings to get your Boop. taxes Pull a Game of Thrones, pour it on his head. Get out of here. Which, does he have a ledger at any point? No, he's literally just taking coins. He's taking not tracking. everything. Yeah, he's not tracking uh, how much he's taking from people. The tax rate is all. <laughs> that's the tax rate in Nottingham. But that's when, well, like when they double the taxes earlier, it's just like, well. That math doesn't check. You can't double zero. Um, but yeah, these this woman and all these children. And the sheriff calls her, you know, widow woman, which is you know, a very Southernism for widow woman. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, Lord, she's raising all 50 of these little rabbits on her own. She's got to be tired, right? She's got to be so tired. <laughs> oh, can I also? There's this is a really dark thought that I had while I was watching it, though. Like, I saw all those rabbits and I was like, okay, she has a bunch of little rabbits that are all around the age of the youngest rabbit, right? Like, yeah. Like, like two, like two year olds. Uh-huh. And then she's got this like skip who's seven. And then the oldest one, the girl rabbit looks like about 12. Sure. Were those other litters that have just 20 rabbits? They're just all dead. Like are all oh, those children no. dead? Because oh. clearly she didn't just have one. Like no. a couple of times. Where are oh, all right. those yeah, rabbits? That's oh, not the way that works. No. You know I what? Maybe like they like moved- to think to myself. Oh, no some sort of industrial accident has occurred where <laughs> Mr. With Mr. Rabbit and I don't know, 40 of their kids were just <laughs> accidentally killed. Like oh. it's just, I mean, it's a terrible thought. Oh, or maybe they just all moved to London. Maybe he yeah. went out for cigarettes and took 40 of the kids. Who can <laughs> say? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So uh, I'm taking half our kids for ice cream oh, and I'm never coming back. It's funny. You should mention ice cream. Um, <laughs> oh God. Should I tell that story? Go for it. 
So when I was in college, my mom was dating this guy um, and he uh, he was mm, he was one of those gentlemen who, you know, he liked to to play, play young, play real young. You know, he liked to fancy himself Peter Pan. He never grows up and he was definitely in his mid 50s. Um, and so just always not quite which, hey, age is nothing but a number. You're as old as you feel. But this guy was irresponsible and one night um they had uh dinner with my brother and his girlfriend at the time and then the two of them left and they were kind of settling in for the night my mom never liked sci-fi movies sci-fi fantasy not her genre at all it's just just like suspension of disbelief is not possible for me fifth element comes on and this is apparently this uh this man's favorite movie he's like let's watch fifth element my mom's like i don't want to i really want to watch fifth element um you know it's not really and like, he's just, no, nah, no, nah, you just need to watch it. You haven't watched it. She's like, no, I, I know what it is. I don't want to watch it. And back and forth, back and forth until finally she goes, we're not fucking watching fifth element. Find something else to watch. And then there's a beat. And this is how my mom told it. And she was like, he's like, well, okay, you find something. I'm going to go get us some ice cream. And he leaves. And my mom puts something on probably Grey's Anatomy, whatever. And she's like doing the people magazine crossword, you know, probably chain smoking in the living room, whatever. Rest in peace, mom. Um, she finished. She's like getting ready to go to bed and realizes that uh, her boyfriend hasn't come back yet. <laughs> oh my God. And so she calls him and she's like, where, where did you go to get ice cream? And he goes, well, I was thinking about it and I just decided to go back to Louisiana. Cause he was working in Louisiana on some sort of project or something. Who knows? This man lied all the time. Um, she's like, Oh, I just decided to go on back to Louisiana tonight. And she just laughed and she was just like, okay, well nice knowing you or whatever. Right. Um, and so he legitimately like left for ice cream and never came back. <laughs> oh, um, moving right along. Skippy and his friends test out the bow, but Skippy fires an arrow into the grounds of Maid Marian's castle. The children sneak inside, meeting Maid Marian and her attendant, Lady Cluck. Skippy rescues Marian from Lady Cluck, who pretends to be a pompous Prince John. Later, when she is alone with Cluck, Maid Marian reveals that Robin and her were childhood sweethearts, but they have not seen each other in years. And Cluck consoles her not to give up on her love for Robin. Where did this turtle come from? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where the turtle why? came from. <laughs> why? Do we need him? No. no. I mean, like, I guess there's some like rabbit in the hair, like tortoise in the hair thing. That's probably what it I is. Mean, like, kind of. It's like, oh, it's wouldn't like they, they? Oh, this is real cute. They'll be friends with a turtle. <laughs> yeah. It's just very weird. Who's just afraid of everything and, you know, it's. Just coming out of this show. Although I guess, I guess, <laughs> um, I guess, I guess there's something to be said for the juxtaposition of a whole family of these like really kind of like bold, headstrong rabbits, mm-hmm. yeah, and this like little little chicken shit turtle <laughs> <laughs> with his little pork pie hat and his glasses. Yeah. His little oh, glasses. Toby, bless his heart. Um, but yeah, Skippy's trying to shoot a shot. Are you ready, Lady Clark? Oh, as your lady in waiting. I'm waiting. I'm getting too old for this, though. Oh, lucky that was a good shot. Oh, not bad yourself, dear. Oh, my gavel's killing me. Is I, I don't understand the relationship of this building and where Marion sits in sort of uh, the royal she's a maid she's titled presumably noblesse 
She, yeah, she's she's uh, she's in. She's bourgeoisie. But yeah, yeah, the 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 land. Look, so the topography of this scene is a very confusing because it really is. They shoot the arrow over, and now and then he's like, "Oh no!" Like you're gonna get your head chopped off by Prince John, and I'm like, "Okay, so that's his castle." But then right. they're just like playing badminton in the courtyard. So it seems yeah. like this is sort of like. Maybe because they're kids, they don't really know. Like every castle is sort of like Prince John's castle, but isn't she usually like she's being held against her will? Some sometimes in, in Robin, in Robin Hood? Hood, yeah, like in Prince of Thieves, I think that's what it is, and I'm that's definitely what it is in Men in Tights. Right. So maybe she just lives in a nice, like a nice brownstone next to Prince John's castle. Is I maybe it's something like that? Yeah. With her lady in waiting, who who gives me big like nurse from Romeo and Juliet vibes. Like that's what I get a lot out of these scenes. Hell yeah. Sort of, uh, you know, a, a nurse clucking over her charge. She's delightful, by the way. She's my favorite character in this movie. Like, I was watching this and I'm like, okay, they're doing a they're doing a live action one of this, like Lady yes. and the Tramp. Yes. And all I could think was, I swear to God, if Lizzo is not voicing Lady Cluck, I'm going to be so <laughs> mad. Oh my God, that's perfect. Like, oh, I need be, it. That would I be want good. it. I need it. It has to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to secret that shit into existence. Like I'm going to just me, 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 me. I'm putting the psychic energy out into the universe right now. I'm here for it. I co-sign. And Ron Perlman needs to be little John. Oh, oh my God. That would be delightful as well. Yeah. Like I feel like it's possible. This is a possibility. Mm. I'm here for it. Head cannon accepted. I love it. They keep saying, you know, mama said this about you. Mama said that about you. Mama said this about you and Robin. Their mother's a goddamn gossip. <laughs> Probably She's why talking her about- husband was killed. <laughs> 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 he knew too much. Oh he God. knew too much. But, oh God, there's a dark side of this movie. If you just look a little look bit hard. outside of frame. Or if you're a weirdo like I am. Uh, yeah. Like, and then also I have to say, like, I was really taken aback by the fact that Skip, this seven-year-old rabbit child in a Disney movie, yells out, death to tyrants, as he's, like, fighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. As he's play fighting, I'm like, hey, take that, and that, and this. Death to tyrants. Oh, oh, oh. Slice it to pieces. Oh, save me, my hero, save me. That's not fair. <laughs> Mommy! That's Prince Jenner! <laughs> wow! I don't yeah. remember that, but that was Some awesome. real 70s hippie power vibe right there. Yeah. One thing that was really funny to me, Mayor Marion's like, he carved our initials on this tree. And it says RH plus MM. Does that imply that her first name is made? Oh my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> But also, like his name is Robin of Loxley, like in the books, right? So it's, not, it's like his name, his name is not actually Robin Hood. So it's just like he was just like, let's use our nicknames. But he was he <laughs> was he a teenage thief at that time? Like was he Robin Hood back then? I don't know. I have so many questions. I need a prequel. Yeah. Well, and I just I've realized that I that I don't think that there's enough. I didn't just realize this. I realized it when I was trying to write the story. Um, I'd love some contemporary Robin. Like, let's bring Robin Hood back into the zeitgeist. Why not? Because in this story, Robin Hood would have given Skip a gun for his birthday instead of a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. 
You're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's one point. It's almost a throwaway line. And one of the rabbits is like, my mom has a lot of kids. And like, you just hear it just underneath and all the clamor. And I'm like, Oh, that's trauma. That's the voice of trauma right there. (laughs) Some of us don't eat sometimes. (laughs) It's it's scary. It's a little like, again, you look just outside the frame of this movie. gets a little bit dark. I am am increasingly concerned for the welfare of the rabbit family. That mom is a gossip. I'm telling you. Yes. (laughs) That mom. I, I'm not saying she's responsible for her husband's accidental death. And 20 of her, 20 to 40 of her children. Is she like I'm the just Carol saying Baskin that there's or... a, there is a chance that that is true. <laughs> That's all. The, that father's, the, the blood of that father is on the sheriff of Nottingham's hands. It's on I'm her sure. yeah. tongue. That's where it is. Mm. The blood of her, the blood <laughs> of her husband is on her tongue. I mean, that's where the rest of the kids went. They had to eat, right? Oh, oh Lord. No. <laughs> no, let's, we're just going to move right along. <laughs> Meanwhile, Friar Tuck visits Robin and Little John, explaining that Prince John is hosting an archery tournament and the winner will receive a kiss from Maid Marian. I'm glad she was complicit in this. Um, Robin decides to participate in the tournament disguised as a stork, whilst Little John disguises himself as the Duke of Chutney to get near Prince John. Sir Hiss discovers Robin's identity, but is trapped in a barrel of ale by Friar Tuck. Robin wins the tournament, but Prince John exposes him and has him arrested for execution despite Maid Marian's pleas. Little John threatens Prince John in order to release Sir Robin, which leads to a fight between Prince John's soldiers and the town folk, all of which escape to Sherwood Forest. And results in one of the greatest moments, hero moments of a side character we've ever seen in cinematic history, Lady Cluck. Rushing, becoming a goddamn quarterback. Rushing uh, to the fight song for what is it, Oklahoma, like OU or something? <laughs> I mean, it literally <laughs> is right, like some yeah. college fight song. I forget which one it is. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. Seize the fat one. Wisconsin. Oh, I was so close. University of Wisconsin. Yeah. And even I, I distinctly remember as a kid going, oh, yeah, that Robin's disguise is really good. He looks just like the guy on the pickle jar. Oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> he looks like the Vlasic pickle store. One of my favorite parts of the movie is when Hiss gets into the balloon and is just helicoptering around. It is my favorite. Yeah, that sound effect is. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's real good. Also, that gave me a real as a kid seeing that like I remember I will I do remember co- making that connection at Disneyland and being like, I hope none of those balloons have snakes in them. The the big <laughs> giant bouquet of balloons on what Main a missed Street. opportunity, though, like Disney make a balloon that's on the end of a snake. Um, I would buy it. Make a Sir Hiss drone. Yes. That is a you know it's a snake yes. and a balloon and it's flying around that's what i want yeah i'm all about the weird disney collectibles like i just love like when disney makes these sort of weird offshoot just completely bizarre collectibles i'm like mm-hmm. yes like i didn't know uh right now there's a big auction happening from the van eaton galleries which is like the crazy uh, oh co- yeah disney collectors. right mm-hmm. now there is and i didn't know these existed tiki mugs but they're tiki mugs of the uh busts from the haunted mansion. 
Oh, shit. Oh. And I'm just like, how do you exist? Like, I love you. They're oh so my cool. God. Yeah, I went through some of that auction. I was just like, wait, there's no way. <laughs> there's a stretching portrait for sale. I don't know if you saw that. There's like a <gasps> full original stretching portrait. <sighs> I believe it's the old woman. And oh, wow. um, I want to say so two days expensive. ago when I checked the auction, it was at like $60,000 or something yeah. like that. And I'm sure it'll go for much more. I mean, those yeah, things now, the originals, if they're, they're the hand painted ones, mm-hmm. those ones go for anywhere between like a hundred and a quarter of a mil, depending Jeez. on what shape they're in. Oh, hopefully one day we'll be rich old Palm Springs gays and we can just buy a bunch of that stuff from other fans who've suddenly had their collections go up for auction yeah. for one reason or another. Also, spouses suddenly gossip too much about Maid Marian. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. We brought it back full circle. I like that. I like that. What were you going to say, Clancy? Can we talk about how uh, Prince John just launches into French fluently? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if there were a way to chew the scenery in a cartoon, Peter Ustinov is doing it as Prince John. Yes. He's giving the most in this <laughs> performance. And I think that's just what's why he's such a delightful villain. So, yeah. yeah, it's so good. And like, and it, it's just... He really steals the movie in a lot of ways. Like if Mm -hmm. you really like watch it, he's just such a scene stealer. Like he's just such a joy to watch be terrible. Well, and even (laughs) the writing is clever because he does say, uh, you know, uh, uh, coup d'etat EC or whatever. Um, He's like to borrow a Norman phrase. He doesn't say French. He says to borrow a Norman phrase, which is very historically accurate because they were the Normans. He has style, his. Du Savoir faire, il y a, n'est-ce pas? Is. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, PJ. PJ, I like that. You know I do. His. Put it on my luggage. PJ. Ha 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 I thought that was adorable. I also made the noise at this point. How does his keep his little capes on? It's not like he's got shoulders. No. But he makes himself arms out like early. He gets mad yeah. at the fortune tellers. He like throws some of his body over and looks like he has elbows. And when he's thinking, his tail curls up a few times and it looks like a hand. Like he's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a really good question. I mean, how does how does a snake keep its cape on? Also, we get the appearance of the turtle's father. And he's like, yay, dad. Yay, and- dad. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only time we see him, and it's the only way that we know that this turtle isn't just a, a sad orphan following around his bunny <laughs> yes. friends. Living with the rabbits. Yeah. I was actually curious about that at first. I couldn't remember. I was like, God, does he live with them? Like, I, I forgot. And then I was glad that they actually, like, made it a point to be like, hey, dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, because he just shows up when they're going to, to test out the bow as if they've picked him up along the way. Like, Toby yeah. really just does sort of come into existence. He's just that yeah. neighborhood kid who happens to show up and be like, hey, what are you guys doing? It's definitely like a latchkey kid. Like, yep. His yep. parents are working hard. They got to pay those taxes. They mm-hmm. don't move very quick. So, I mean, their hours are just insane. Exactly. Takes them, takes them 12 hours to get done what most people get done in four. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slow and steady kind of existence. It's a slow and steady burn when you're a tortoise. I I have to imagine that like Ustinov was like half in the bag, but in a good way as he's in this VO booth, literally just chewing this script. up. Totally. Yeah. And he also does it. He pulls his hand away, too. When um, when Robin as the stork goes to shake his hand, he's like, oh, uh-huh. thank you. Thank you. And then he's, he rips his hand away. He's like, no, touch me. <laughs> so he yeah, he gets he gets caught. The chaos ensues. 
where does Robin swing in from to catch Maid Marian? It's very much like a Spider-Man just shooting off screen yeah. moment, especially <laughs> because this landscape has no trees and in no. fact just has two towers for some reason. Yeah. It's a big empty field with just two towers and somehow Robin swinging in from a line to grab Marion. And then we get a Scooby-Doo chasing that really, when you think about it, makes no damn sense. Yeah. Cause it's trees like what trees yeah. and tents and they're all just like, it doesn't, yeah. it, it's a, it's a, it's a set piece that kind of felt out of place. It's fun. Don't get me I wrong. It's it. a I love the tent, the running tent with all of the animals in it is great. <laughs> With the train sound and then yeah. like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fantastic. It's until we get to, you know, Claire Cluck uh, doing her 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 hundred yard dash. Yeah, which I just wrote yes for that entire thing. <laughs> I love it. I was just standing up, just clapping. I was like, fuck yeah, Lady Cluck. But she has a moment where like one of the rhinos grabs onto her and we see like polka dotted underwear as her. Yes. It was giving me a rebel Wilson is Jenny. Any dots kind of moment where like her flesh is like there's clothes under her flesh. Oh no. (laughs) As an adult, I was like, Oh, that's not her. That's, that's not her skin. (laughs) She's got underwear under there. What is happening? Are you talking about that scene from cats? Yeah. Jenny, any dots. Oh no. Rebel Wilson. When she unzips Uh, and she's got the thing underneath. Yeah. It's, Oh, there I go man. thinking about cats again. I'm so upset about that movie. <laughs> I upset about how amazing it is. And how how it. much? Yeah. Wait, we, yeah oh no, my we God. Definitely. Is that the last movie I saw before quarantine? <gasps> Holy oh, shit. It is. I yeah. saw it at the Alamo draft house. So did yes. we. We I went to, was, did you go to a rowdy screening? I went to a rowdy screen. I was, I was kidnapped <laughs> and forced to see a rowdy screening of cats. Oh no. By, oh. by Anthony Carboni. And a, a, and his ragtag gang of miscreants <laughs> were also my friends. It's it delightful. All righty. So everybody escapes. And as Robin and Maid Marian fall in love again, the townsfolk have a troubadour festival spoofing Prince John, describing him as the phony king of England. And the song soon becomes popular with John's soldiers. Enraged by the insult, Prince John triples the taxes, imprisoning most of the townsfolk who cannot pay. A paltry coin gets deposited into the poor box at Friar Tuck's church, which gets seized by the sheriff. Enraged that the government has meddled in his church, Friar Tuck lashes out at the sheriff, to which he is quickly arrested for, quote, attacking a lawman, interfering with the sheriff's legal duties, and high treason to the crown. Prince John orders Friar Tuck hung, hey, knowing Robin Hood will come out of hiding <laughs> to rescue his friend and give the potential for Robin to be caught and a double hanging. So now we get to the lovey-dovey bit. How do you think Friar's Tuck is? <laughs> It's a, it's a meaty Friars tuck is it's meaty. A, it's a meaty tuck. It's meaty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never could quite understand, you know, this anthropomorphic cast of characters, but the mice are regular sized. Yeah. And that one, weird. that one mouse is having to literally use all of his limbs to play the church work. <laughs> yeah. It just also, seems like such a, such you know, a job to me, but now that I'm thinking about it, that is ridiculous. It's it nuts. is. And then the, 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 you know, they've been saving the one farthing for a rainy day and it's, it's a standard size coin. So if, of course it's as big as, as you know, mother mouse or whatever, 
she's basically handing from her perspective him uh, uh, it's it's a manhole cover we've we've been saving what are you how are y'all even gonna spend you gonna roll this thing down to the shop to get you bread (laughs) come on mother mouse why don't you have some mouse coins I just like like, it was under her mattress which presents a whole host of other problems (laughs) right speaking of mattresses this is where I fall asleep every time we watch this going to bed yeah (laughs) cause that it's such a sweet song yeah it, uh, wait, but it's such a lullaby and you know it's the nights in the fireflies and, and i love this song so much it makes me start almost start crying every time i hear it mm-hmm. yes it is very touching but there's something super horny in the way that these foxes <laughs> are like staring down each other but uh, also it's fourth 100%. wall breaking again and i can just imagine seeing this in theaters like as a pubescent child going oh god i'm hot for foxes just like just, <laughs> Having that realization, seeing this oh, in theaters no. in 1973. <laughs> uh, what, what does this mean? Because <laughs> they're just, it looks just, it reminds me of like the Lion King when, you know, during yeah. Can You Feel the Love Tonight when they're giving each other sex eyes, except yep. it's right down the barrel of the proverbial yes. camera. Oh, but that oh. song is just so good. And like, it's just, it reminds, okay, so it's that feeling of like, there are songs that you hear and when you're when you love somebody and you're just like you're so deeply in love with them and you hear a song and it's just like just brings you brings you to tears because you're just like, yes. I know what they're feeling right now. Like that's mm-hmm. there's like a handful of songs that I know, like mm. All of Me by John Legend. That's another one. Like I just start crying. I just started crying. Like I can't there- I can't. It's not even it's like a physical response to those songs. <laughs> I feel that way about a lot of the songs in Mamma Mia too. Um, there was one lyric in this song that really caught me off guard. Love, it seems like only yesterday. You were just a child at play. Now you're all grown up inside of me. Oh, how fast those moments flee. My eyes just got huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that is a lyric. I, I can confirm that. I don't know what it is. Uh. What are you talking about, lady? <laughs> and then we get the horny fox eyes, and it's just kind of. Yes. I know that I like was is it did I read somewhere that the this was the songwriter's wife who sang this song? <gasps> oh really? Yeah, oh, the guy who wrote this song, sweet, his though. wife is the one who performed it. That's sweet. Yeah. She has a great 70s singing voice, right? Like very carpenter, like it's it's yes. real nice. mm-hmm. It's folk mm-hmm. it, it's folky. And like yeah. all of the, all of the music in this in this Perfect. one is folky. It's just it's so good. And then we get to, you know, the phony king of England and all the dance scenes and the animation of Baloo and Lady Cluck is the one that it's lifted from Baloo and King Louie from Jungle Book. Yeah. They're just having a great time. Oh, the world will sing of an English king a thousand years from now. And not because he passed some laws or had that lofty brow. While Bonnie Good King Richard leads the great crusades on. We'll all have to slave away for that good-for-nothing John. Incredible as he is inept, whenever the history books are kept, they'll call him the phony king of England. Apart from the phony 
like, I mean, they're all out in the woods. They're animals, so they don't need shelter. Like, they're just Mm -hmm. like, whatever. We're just going to party now. We all live in Sherwood Forest. I just, there's something weird about all of these townspeople suddenly knowing where Robin Hood hides out. And there's no merry men. Like, there's no, there's just none. In the legend, Alan Adale is one of the married men, merry men, but he doesn't really have too much of an active part in the narrative. He's a bard. Come on, guys. He's the he's the bard. And then Friar Tuck is not. He's sort of like an ally. Right. And like in the stories, there was Will Scarlet. And I think Skippy sort of fills that role because he's so I think it really is kind of like a combination of the townspeople become the merry men. Ipso facto. Yeah. Yeah. A simplification of of the characters for sure. I, I want yeah. I want okay. more robust merry men. Yeah. Hey, what's the goal of having all these people in prison? It's not like you're going to get more. You have now got all the money. Congrats. How are you going to get more money? Like the, you didn't think this out. And now did you have you? nothing. Now you have nothing. And there's another turtle in the jail that does not quite look like Toby's father. Yeah. But uncle. I guess must be. Yeah. But I'm just like, how uncle how, turtle, all these kids locked out. You, you expect these kids to pay taxes too. Yeah. That's a little weird. It's a bit intense. I yeah. mean, Sheriff Nottingham does take Skippy's, uh, a birthday coin up at the top and he mm-hmm. does shake that one farthing from the church. Somehow more progressive than, uh, than current times where people who are in prison are separated from their children. So I, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, it's, actually. Like <laughs> it's, it's a very progressive some, penal system. Yeah. In I was going to say, give Prince Johnson credit, I guess for keeping families <laughs> together during incarceration debtors prison. Oh, like, I don't know. I had one thought as Friar Tuck is getting hauled off to prison. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the two church mice are standing there at the front of the church in front of the open door of the church. And they're the only ones left in that church and it's raining. How are those mice going to shut that door? There's a pulley system that they There's a pulley use. system. But yeah. Friar Tuck has an elaborate Rube Goldberg machine that closes the doors when he's not available. Um, all right. Robin and little John having learned of the plot choose to sneak in during the night with little John managing to free all of the prisoners whilst Robin steals Prince John's taxes. But Sir Hiss awakens to find Robin fleeing chaos follows as Robin and the others try to escape to Sherwood forest. The sheriff corners Robin after he is forced to return to rescue Tagalong, Who's the little bunny, which is apparently that little bunny's name is yeah. Tagalong. Skippy's little sister during the chase. Way Prince go, John mama rabbit. <laughs> I mean, Um, Prince John's castle catches fire and the sheriff figures he has Robin where he wants either to be captured, burned or make a risky jump into the moat. Robin elects to jump little John and Skippy fear Robin is lost, but he surfaces safely after using a reed as a breathing tube. Sir his says he tried to warn Prince John and now look what he did to his mother's castle, causing the prince to snap exclaim mummy and suck his thumb while chasing the terrified snake into the burning castle. So yeah, the the not a Nottingham song is the one that always made me cry as a kid because like that's one where I focused on the lyrics. It's like, oh, other places are happy, but this isn't. And as a child of divorced parents, that one really hit home sometimes. Oh <laughs> man, ouch! Yeah, I could right? see why it would do that. Oh, every town has its ups and downs. Sometimes ups outnumber the downs, but not in Nottingham. It's just, uh, God, the songs uh, in this movie are so good. 
I think like really and truly this being on sort of a con- the constant film rotation when I was a kid really gave me an early appreciation for folk music that I never really chased. But like now every now and then I'll hear a folk artist and be like, oh, this reminds me of Robin Hood just because it's folk music. I <laughs> one of the first songs that I sang to my son last year was I, I do whistle stop at him all the time and I oh. sing Oodalali at him all the time. Yay. Like I just it's like I never, and sometimes I'll absentmindedly be doing something and I just start whistling that song. It's crazy mm. to me how deeply ingrained the music of this movie is in yep. my mind, in my heart. Like it's just it is part of me. So here's the thing. Nobody really wears pants in this one, you know, like anthropomorphic animals do. And so it struck me when little John and Robin hood were climbing up this ladder that little John is just staring, staring straight at that Fox's bee hole and probably his dangly bits, (laughs) like just right up that tunic, no pants whatsoever that he hasn't seen already. I mean, they're climbing trees together. They're getting dressed up as fortune tellers together. I mean, he's seen it. Yeah, of course he has. It's just like, it's such an interesting I don't know. There's um, there is a fraternal love that is presented here. I that say, I that's think, a um, best friend forever level of trust. Right. It really like, is. You've just seen it. It's fine. I, I think as a kid, I would have loved to have seen more of this, you yeah. know, more like positive male role models, dudes being it's just being buds friends. who sometimes dress up as women together and stare at each other's bee holes on ladders. Like that's the sort of reputation representation I want in movies. Yeah. Steal from rich people, best friends hey. forever. Uh, yeah. Death to tyrants, all of it. I was waiting for Skip to literally yell, eat the rich. Like, I'm not going to love Essentially. It. He was I mean, like, yes. eat the rich, death to the bourgeoisie. And lest we, like, be accused of putting darkness on top of this film, when they cut into Friar Tuck's cell when they're releasing him, someone has scrawled on the wall, forgive them all. And I have to assume it was Friar Tuck. Oh, my God. I, like, yeah, right. No, it's That's really I'm going to die here and I'm a man he's of God. So many chains. What's he going to do? Well, he's a, he's a badger. He did go for that sheriff. Yeah. And I tell did. you, I learned how to do a belly bust from Friar Tuck in this movie. <laughs> when I started becoming a fat kid, like that was a, that was a form of defense. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> the belly Boom. bust. And Tuck is being too dang loud about his tax rebates, by the way. Like when, when all of that is happening, like, they're talking about the tax rebates and he's just being way too loud about that. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like, I do find it slightly hilarious and ironic that he's like, the state needs to stay out of my church. Like, I know. Right. I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> and then and, and, and like, yeah. And that comes back with the tax rebates, but he's literally screaming it in the jail as this money's coming yeah. in through the window. Hey, you're rescuing these people, but also you're giving them a job. That seems, Seems a bit exploitative. It's a little bit Scientology. That's all I'm saying. He's like, listen, guys, I got a boat. (laughs) (laughs) I can fix this problem. Super easy. My God. (laughs) Before we get to like that whole chaos and the fight, because really it's the sheriff's fault. The whole castle burns down. It's not Prince John's. Um, But, you know, Hiss wakes up because he's tickling Prince John's foot. and Prince John kicks him straight in the face. I've had this interaction with our dog. By the way, <laughs> and then Robin rocks him back to sleep. <laughs> oh, I'm going to 
is that snake on quaaludes? Because I wouldn't go to sleep. <laughs> some babies <laughs> like that. that some some babies like that. I don't know if snakes like it, but like yeah, it's just weird. It's weird, but I but I get it more now. I will say. Um, I like when it's just you know they just found these wine barrels to dump out. <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah. Robin Hood and, jo- and 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 or uh, Little John. There's just I a whole per- lot of alcohol barrels hanging. Yeah, I was gonna say there's movie. there's a lot of alcohol in this movie. It's there really yeah. is. And I love that when uh, earlier when they cram hiss in the barrel of ale to, to get rid of him, yes. you just hear him. He's like, I, I don't drink. <laughs> it's just, just this teetotaling little snake. <laughs> it's adorable. We got anything else on this jailbreak before we sort of wrap up the denouement of this film. Why are we talking about a uh, nutsy? What are their names? Oh yeah. We got to talk Nutsy. about them vultures. Nutsy and Trigger. I Good love old them. Nutsy and Trigger. As a child, it, bored in the summers, I would legit, like I'd watch the clock and be like, one o'clock and all swell. My cousin Mom, and just, I used to do that too. But I didn't realize that the time that he was even saying the wrong time. I, <laughs> he was. One o'clock and all's Nutsy, you better set your brains ahead a couple of hours. Yes, sir. Uh, does that uh, mean adding or subtracting? Oh, let's forget it. Yes, sir, sir, sir. Nutsy, I'm going to sleep with you yelling, all's well all the time. It's so good. <laughs> it's, I love them. I love them. Well, and even them, they're modeled after the uh, couple of the ones from Jungle Book as well. Well, and they were the the dog and Aristocats. Is- yeah, that whole thing. And Trigger was just always misfiring <laughs> that dang crossbow. I, I wanted this movie didn't have enough of them. Honestly, no. I, yeah, I should have seen more. I feel like they should have been like part of Prince John's personal guard. Yes, like, that feels like it would have been like if they had they been like on the coach. Like that would have been very yes. funny. Yes, and also would have made more sense for them to have like stopped for the fortune tellers to you know because yep. they're dummies. They're dummies. Yeah, it, they're just you know they just show up for the back half of the film, and I really would have liked more nutsy and trigger. So afterwards, King Richard returns to England, placing his brother Sir Hiss and the sheriff under arrest, and allows his niece Maid Marian to marry. Okay, see his niece. Made Marion to marry Robin Hood, turning the former outlaw into an in-law. Yuck, yuck. So wait, can we just, can we, wait, 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 wait. okay. Prince John is King Richard's brother and Maid Marion is King Richard's niece. So, so does then that Prince make John, Prince John her dad? Or her other uncle? Is it her stepdad? Because she's a fox. Y- yeah. So... Is it like that might be her stepdad? Guys, we just cracked open a whole <laughs> ass conspiracy. Like, this yeah, is there, an episode there's no... of Unsolved Mysteries that we need to submit <laughs> to Netflix. It, it honestly has to be a relationship by marriage, but then what lion married what fox? I mean. I mean. And it is Peter Ustinoff doing King Richard's voice, too. I didn't realize that as, until I was like an adult. It's so good. Yeah, I love that. I love that they did that. Um, yeah, I like we okay. We need to this. This is very serious. We need to treat the. This is very. I need to know this information. Um, but I noticed that Robin's 
uh, you know, his marital look, you know, his his wedding day look is just his tunic with collar with a collar and sleeves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can we talk about how hot King Richard is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got a thing for lions and mm. bears. Now we just need to. Nope. The tire tigers in Zootopia. There we go. Yeah. That's the whole uh. <laughs> lions and tigers and bears. These are the these are the uh, fursonas that Clancy is most attracted. This is true. I love it so much. But yeah, he's given yep. off a real like he it's a vibe. True. This is like Mufasa <laughs> before Mufasa was Mufasa. You know what I mean? Like I can yeah. see it. Well, he gives me he gives me you know, the king from the king of Nabumbu. Yes. Um, it's, it's a similar vibe, except oh, yeah. he's got like, you know, hair product in. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got that beautiful Pantene hair. Yeah, it's, it's real. Gorgeous. OK, I'm going to guess. I'm going to look. We need to make it headcanon. Let's say Prince John is made Marion's uncle by marriage. I'm here for it. It's his okay. step niece. Yeah. That works for me. The step niece. Because <laughs> I just can't live in a world where that's her stepdad. Like, I'm very upset by that. OK, I like this a lot. Let's say that his sister, uh-huh. whatever her name is, uh, is a is another. She's a lion. And uh, and then she married a, f- a fox, a nice looking fox man who had a sure. daughter already from a previous relationship. What do you call? I mean, it, it couldn't happen because that's, you know, canines and felines. But what would you call a fox lion hybrid? I, I just say let's just mash it up and call it a fox on a flying flying or a faux lion. A lox. Then it's- a lox. Oh, I love that. Let's a call lox. it a- like Loxley. <gasps> It all comes well, there together. It is. Oh there it is. shit, you guys, oh, we just shit. solved Robin Hood. We solved the Robin Hood puzzle. And that's <laughs> really the story. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about about this podcast Robin is Hood? over? It'll never get better than that. <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is the last episode of Nonplus. Thank you oh, for listening. <laughs> no, because we still haven't done double teamed. Oh, we can't end yeah. this podcast before blank, we do double teamed. Haven't done blank check yet either. I love this movie so, so, so much. It's an easy rewatch. Yeah. Truly. It's so pure. And not not problematic, which is refreshing. For the older I, Disney movies. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I think I nothing stuck out for sure. And like for I said, sure. I was worried about the the fortune tellers potentially going awry, but nothing else really feels icky about this one. No, no. Like there was a moment where he's like, seize the fat one. And I was like, I was wondering if I because I remembered somebody referring to Lady Cluck as fat and I couldn't remember yeah. what it was. But I was like, oh, that wasn't OK. That's OK. Like he's yeah. a, he's the villain. He's you going to call her. He's a, he's a terrible person. Right. He's the villain. And sometimes chickens be fat. <laughs> She's a. She's a thick chicken. I like her. She she is a thi- she's a thicken maybe she's even a thicken for sure. She's a thick hen. A yes, thick hen. she's a and proud look, and she is proud. She is super proud about it. And I will say, I do love ample chicken breast. Yeah my my last note was I live for Lady Cluck. Live <laughs> long live Lady Cluck. Lo- seriously, just with the best sort of like honeyed Scottish accent. So um, I'm a lady in waiting and I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't go as Robin Hood and little John. Maybe we, uh, maybe we dress you up as lady cluck. No, maybe you dress <laughs> up as lady cluck and then he goes as maid Marion. Come on. I'll dress up as sir. Hiss. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. My arms to the side and wear a little cape and make yes. that weird noise. The helicopter noise. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ashley and Gana, thank you so much for joining us. This yeah. has been such a delight. What? Where can people find you? Do you want to plug anything to tell us about? Tell us about where folks can find more of Ashley. You know, I spend too much time on Twitter and that's where you can find me. Uh, I'm, at, <laughs> I'm just at my name. I'm at Ashley Esqueda. It's E-S-Q-U-E-D-A. So um, yeah, just come, come hang out with me on Twitter. I, I like to have a good time on Twitter. So um, it hasn't, it's a hellscape uh, yeah. sometimes, but I like to try to keep it 80, 20, right? Where it's like 80% fun, 20% hellscape. Otherwise I'm, I'll go crazy. I'm trying to balance <laughs> out my ratio a little bit more to, yeah. to delight. Lately I've been uh, showing off my fun with Snapchat filters. Yeah. Um, oh, I saw it's your Disney terrifying. eyes. They were so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us to break down Robin Hood. You are of course, welcome back anytime. I'll be back next week. No, I, I, love, <laughs> I, I mean, first of all, I love you guys clearly. Aww. And secondly, I absolutely love Disney. So this is like, this is a, this is a combination of like my absolute favorite things. So, and people. So anytime you need a guest, you call me, I'm, I'll come talk about Ashley. any Disney movie anytime. Cause I've probably already seen it. Thank you so yeah, this was much so great. for joining us. Have a great one. And uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah. And that was Ashley Escada. I'm so glad she joined us. Yes, this was wonderful. Legit, like right before. I mean, she mentioned it. Like they recently had a child, her and her husband. Uh-huh. We were playing D&D with them right up until that baby got burned. Pretty much. And yeah. then we moved to Texas. And so we just have not seen them since the wee little baby was uh, was brought into this world. Yeah, she was so much fun. I'm so glad that we had her on here. And hopefully... We'll have her back I'd in the future. I'd love to have her back. Hell, I'd love to also like bring Jimmy on and have them both on to chit chat sure. a bit. Um, but yeah, it was delightful. I'm so glad she could join us. Yeah. Let's talk about uh how this film was received. Uh the Yeah. So the the budget on this was five million dollars in nineteen seventy three. Yeah, I don't know what the adjustment is. It's probably a lot. Sure. Um, but uh it, it made thirty two million. Yeah. So it was at the time soups popular It was soups popular again. Like it's kind of like, Oh my God, I know these voices and they're telling a story that I know mm-hmm. in a verna- a visual and auditory language that is of the moment. Yeah. Um, but like you, you realize critics didn't really like it at the time. Well, th- I don't know if that's entirely true. So, when I'm looking at the rotten Tomatoes score, which I, you have to take with a grain of salt because it's the problem with aggregators, right? This is including reviews that have come out since like re-reviews or somebody going back into it and wanting to be critical about a movie that somebody as seems that that mm, a movie that somebody views fondly and kind of going for me, it was a little bit clicky, but whatever. I love you. You're taking a long way around the concept of people producing content about Disney because they know it'll get them attention. A hundred percent. And you're dancing around it and you're dancing around it because that's literally our brand. A hundred percent. All right. It got a 54% on rotten tomatoes. Yeah. And I don't really truly agree, no. agree with it. Now on Wikipedia, they did have some of the original reviews from 1973. Yeah. Um, uh, Judith Christ for the New York magazine said it was a nicely tongue in cheek without insult to the intelligence of either child or adult. Which, I mean, is kind of at the time, you know, this was a movie that kind of had things for both adults and children in it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, because it deals with some heavy subjects. And, 
I, I think it hmm. does pretty well. Um, and yeah, there's there's plenty of other reviews from here. Charles Champlin of uh, the L.A. Times or the Disney Hallmarks are all there as they ever were. The incomparably rich, full animation, the humanized animal characters, perky, individual and enchanting and the wild, inventive slapstick action. Like, yeah, the the critical reviews at the time are all sort of like, this is what we've come to expect from Disney. Yeah. And it seemed positive to me. Like I, I just, I feel like a 54 out of a hundred is, is kind of weird. It's the, it's the problem with aggregators. And, and, and the other thing is the aggregators. I couldn't find these reviews in rotten tomatoes. So they didn't even crawl those, mm. which is kind of, uh, I, I don't know. Eh. Whatever. Um, the viewer look, score look, on this though, we, we know rotten tomatoes is not like the encyclopedia Britannica of for sure. And it's also knowledge. owned by Warner brothers. I yeah, pretty so sure. So there's, there's a little bit Shit's of used. nonsense there. Anyways, viewer score was 81, which I feel is a little bit more on par. Absolutely. Uh, Papa J from 2018 said critics are morons and this movie proves that they are mostly brain dead idiots. And I 100% agree. Papa J. Thank you for doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, agreed. Um, <laughs> I even realized uh, in my research, and I'll link this in the show notes. I haven't actually read it yet. But um, in, uh, was this 2018? Hollywood Reporter republished their 1973 review of it. So I'll link that one in the show notes too. That's cool. Yeah. Um, in terms of awards, um, the song Love was nominated for Best Original Song on in the 46 Academy Awards. Yes. Um, but it lost to The Way We Are. No, and- The Way We Were. Oh, the way we were. <laughs> that's the Barbara Stray uh, from the Barbara Streisand movie of the same name. That's that's um oh. memories. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, but again, just listening to the two songs and knowing that they were both nominated for that award that year, it really goes to reinforce the like zeitgeisty moment. Sure. These sort of like lyrical, dreamy, fireflies in the distance kind of ballads. Yeah. With you know uh, light feminine voices. <laughs> lilting above a summer breeze beneath the willow like that's the whole that's yeah. <laughs> this is also way before they even recognized animated films as best animated films or anything like yeah. that in the yeah Academy so Awards. it's, a, it's so an yeah. accomplishment for yeah sure. for sure uh in terms of trivia this was the first vhs in the walt disney classics line yeah so i think that's kind of also impressive i mean it's 73 vhs is i mean it kind of goes to show that disney kind of saw where things were going or it they just it my guess honestly would be that it was the closest because Disney would re-release their animated features in the theaters. Yes. That's where the concept of the vault came from. Right. And this is, if you listen to, um, I'll, hell I'll link this in the show notes too. Um, you, re- you must remember this did a, a new season last fall. I think I've mentioned this on the show before mm-hmm. about, um, song of the South and how it kept being sort of prevalent in the cultural consciousness. Right. So I think, chances are by the time they started doing the Walt Disney classics land on VHS and mm-hmm. sort of moving into the home media space with the vault concept. Yeah. It was probably the closest one in line. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, originally Friar Tuck was supposed to be a pig, um, <laughs> but uh, he was changed to a badger to avoid insulting rigi- religious sensibilities. I mean, uh, yeah, I, w- he, he's a badger though is that much better it's i mean it's not if you're but worried I, I about could... not pissing somebody <laughs> off and not making sort of like an overarching statement about a type of person sure badger <laughs> stubborn and aggressive yeah that, i mean personally like i i know that i'm fat and i eat a lot so paint me as a pig that's fine yeah um stubborn and aggressive <laughs> it is a little aggressive 
I mean, sure, I'm stubborn and aggressive, but those aren't my primary traits. No, they're not. And how dare you? You don't know me. That's my purse. Uh, <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> the sheriff of Nottingham was originally supposed to be a goat, um, but was changed to a wolf as it seemed better representing for villains, which I why not see. make him a pig then? Yeah. He's the one collecting the money and rooting it out. It should have been. But I think that as a concept, I love that journey. Yeah. But I mean, also it kind of also goes to show that like a wolf and a Fox, a little bit more similar. They might have be butting heads a little bit more. I don't know. I think the bigger cultural commentary of Fox. Well, no, but a pig, but you know, to use the Zootopia sort of ethos, a pig is uh, prey generally and a Fox is, predator and i think that that might be a good subversion i'm getting too deep into yeah. this uh i will say that the the director of zootopia was very very influenced by yeah. this movie in terms of how the they built those characters yep. out which is really cool that came up i think that's mentioned on wikipedia probably also wikipedia is taking donations right now they're doing a drive if you're using wikipedia for anything these days go donate yeah for sure tell you about my personal history with the hamster dance no i don't know if i've talked about this on the podcast before um i used to so my two best friends in high school were aj a woman and eric a man um they in our senior year were on like the cable access channel for like the high school tv station mm-hmm. like we would all, each school in the district would get a night and they were on homework hotline so for like two hours on like Every other Thursday, yeah, Eric and AJ would take calls live, helping people, anyone in the school district with their homework. <laughs> I I was one of the phone screeners, and um, whenever we would have a slow night, and I got paid like seven bucks an hour, and I was in high school. Oh my god! Right, like whatever. Um, whenever it was a slow night, they would just cut to and play the hamster dance. <laughs> oh my god! And so like. Yeah, if there is any sort of like uh, MK Ultra style subliminal coding in that music, <laughs> it's in my head and I will yeah. probably be activated someday. <laughs> At some point. Um, the song Oodle Lally was also featured in a 2015 commercial for Android, which shows uh, animals of different species playing together. Neat. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought that was fun. Uh, I'm, it, you know, the legacy of this movie. In advertising. It's got a good legacy. I mean, yeah, again, it's one of those, it's probably, I mean, perhaps we have not scratched the surface enough, but of all of the films we've watched for this podcast so far, specifically mm-hmm. the animated ones, it feels the least problematic to date. It's pretty socialist. It is a little bit, it. but, but I also, I think that Steal it's from the 1%. Yeah. Light eat their the house rich. on fire. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, for sure. Death to yeah. tyrants. We talked about it with Ashley. Yeah. Uh, one of the notes I had was, you know, burn it to the ground and just yeah. caps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really do enjoy this movie again. I will continue to watch this to go to yeah. sleep too. And I'll probably still fall asleep at the waterfall. I mean, you pointed out that like, it's obviously a plot driven movie. Yeah. It's, it's a story without a whole lot of depth. There isn't. And yeah, none of the characters really have any sort of discernible arcs um, that you can, kind of point to i mean a little bit but 
But not not to the point to where like there was the darkest time no. for Robin Hood. Well, and if I remember my sort of like kid lit folklore from college, and I may not remember it accurately. Yeah. The source material effectively like the the way that this folklore lived was is more like it's about adventure tales or it's about a morality. Yeah. Less than, you know, a a strong character arc with a solid three act structure and, you know, uh uh, what you know? Um, flawed character traits and what have you? Sure. Um, yeah. yeah I mean, he. This is the the turn of centuries ago. Superheroes, comic book kind of thing, right? You know what I mean? It's pulp. It is, and I mean, compared to like, say, the Jungle Book before it, where that definitely does have character arcs. Well, because it's based on something by Rudyard Kipling. Like, it's sure a novel, yeah, as opposed to a collection of. Stories. stories yeah well uh yeah I, I i definitely recommend that people Same. go and watch this again it is a wonderful movie ashley's and... right the music slaps still to this day yes it does and y- the reason that you can fall asleep at the waterfall truly is because love is such a genteel glide is. into uh, a hoot nanny behind a waterfall yeah <laughs> All righty, Clance Man, where can they find me on social media? Well, if you were to go on the internet to search out Josh, um, you would be able to find him at Josh Watchin TV on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Without and the G. Without the G. Yeah. Yeah. Just Josh Watchin mm-hmm. TV. Kind of like you're Clincy, that's C L N C Y, without yes, the A correct. on Twitter and Instagram. This is true. Yes. And if you're really enjoying what you're hearing and you want to hear more of us and extra content from other people on the Mischief Media Network, well, you can mosey on over to patreon.com slash making mischief and subscribe. And subscribe. Yes. We've got a level where you can chat with us on Discord. We just put up, we went through. Um, all of the extras on Ratatouille. If you mm-hmm. listen to the Ratatouille episode a few episodes back, we dove into the um, the behind the scenes stuff and the deleted scenes. Yeah, because there was surprisingly a lot. Yeah, on, the, on Disney I, was, Plus. So it was, was really like, cool. Uh, just shy of fifty minutes of extra content. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. So all that and more on Patreon. Like I said, bonus content from the other shows and um, uh, toss in a couple bucks. Help us get this shit done, and we can keep bringing these sweet, sweet. Uh, delightful and in-depth conversations into your ear holes uh, bi-weekly. Cool. All right. Well, you can rate, review, and subscribe. on. Please do. <laughs> on iTunes, uh, the Google Play Store, I think. Uh, you can at least like it on the Google yeah. Play Store, and that does help. So, yeah, and yeah. they haven't they haven't removed us from anything. We're not countersuing Apple or Google right now. We are not. So you don't have to worry about losing access to us at all. And in fact, if 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 you like these dulcet tones, which is the name of our '60s girl group, you know, honestly, if you feel orphaned from you know being able to enjoy whatever it is that you do in Fortnite, you can you can use that time to listen to us. Because our back catalog is over 16 episodes. I'm going to go on a limb and say that fewer than 1% of our listeners actively plays Fortnite, much less on mobile. I'm that's a, that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm here for everyone. I'm just a simple country chicken, but (laughs) (laughs) leave us a punny review. Make sure there's five stars behind it. We'll read it on the show. Thank you. Those matter, but legit. So do you, so do you just being here. So, 
you don't want to do that. You don't want to spend extra money. Y'all, that's fine. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. Just tell a friend. That's all I ask. Yeah, you don't have to buy merch. Just tell a friend. I mean, maybe buy some merch, but just tell a friend. Well, that over there is my husband, Josh. And that over there is my husband, Clancy. And uh, we're nonplussed. We certainly are. Mama. Bye. I shit on Grumpy Cat. You sprayed my dad with mace. I dated Rose and Barr, but didn't like the taste. I love it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I have so many of these. <laughs> I know. Subscribe to Joss's Twitter and you'll hear more. Uh-huh. And remember, you can make donations to charities like Water.org, Save the Children, Human Rights Watch, and more with Tab for a Cause. Join the nonplus team by signing up at tapforacause.org slash nonplussed.